Welcome to Real Life Christianity with Deacon John Lozano. This podcast is about real life and living it in the light of the gospel. Real things, everyday things, relationships at home and work, real issues that the world presents every day, the complexities, difficulties, joys and aspirations of being human. Deacon John is a real guy, a deacon, but also a husband, a dad, a businessman, as well as an experienced counselor, educator, and author. And Deacon John invites us to come as you are as he brings the transformative power of the gospel down from the clouds to real life, your life. Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, whoever loves me will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. Yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. I have told you this while I am with you. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything, remind you of all I told you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you, I am going away, and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. In this Christian faith of ours, There's a profound mystery that we walk in. One is that God is a mystery, an ineffable mystery, and he cannot ever be fully known. On the other hand, he's also intimately known by us. He's complete mystery and yet can be known intimately in our lives, all at the same time. When the Gospels are written, uh, they didn't use chapter headings, like little delineations with numbers the way we have in our Bible. They just wrote. So when you read a passage, you want to read what's before it and after it because that's what he's speaking of. And if you follow today's gospel a little further, you come up with today's gospel and two following 
statements of John that are just extraordinarily beautiful and compelling on the intimacy of God in our life and how he can be known intimately. Today's gospel, John speaks of the Holy Spirit, the breath of God, the breath of the love between the Father and the Son that is breathed on the disciples and on us. Breathed. How intimate is breath? Who do you let breathe on you? Not too many. <laughs> Someone gets close with their, whoa, step back. You know, maybe if you're holding a, a baby uh, on your shoulder and they breathe on you, it's okay. Or a young child gets on your lap and in your face and talks and breathes, it's okay. Or a friend who's weeping in tears and you're holding them and they're breathing on you, it's okay. Or your spouse, whom you embrace, breathes on you. But that's about it. Because to receive someone's breath It's an intimate thing. Their breath. Could it be that God is as close to us as our breath? That we can breathe the Spirit within us. Breathe in prayer and ask the Spirit to breathe within. And we know that breath becomes totally one with our body. It gives them the blood things and all that. And it gives us life. We can't live without it. Could it be that God is this close? Then John uses the next image right after this. I am the vine, you are the branches. I'm the vine, you're the branch. Now, I don't know if you have vines in your backyard, but you've got a tree. Three minutes, three minutes, that's all. Gaze upon the tree. Just look, don't think, look. So there's this trunk, and there's these branches that come off. They're part of the tree and separate from the tree. Their very life comes from the tree. They're one. If the branch is cut off, it dies. But if it stays in the tree, it lives. Could it be that we are this close? That divine life flows into us. Flows. In this utterly gracious, intimate fashion 
from the divine one just flows. It says in this thing, abide in me. What what a word is that? Just, Just abide in me. And let me abide in you. Could it be? Could it be that he's that close? And then uh, John goes on, the very next section in his gospel, to say, you are my friends. You are my friends. This cosmic God and Lord and Savior is also your friend. Your friend. Wow. That God and Jesus is our intimate friend in this life. Intimate friend. You know, Jesus had friends. He needed friends. He was human. He had his disciples. And he had uh, Mary and Martha and Lazarus who were there is kind of his intimate friends that he would relax with and spend time with. I often wonder, what was Jesus' capacity for friendship? What was his capacity for friendship? What kind of friend would Jesus be? What kind of friend would he be for you? And me. Because he had none of the hang-ups that we have in friendship. Wow. Kind of changes our walk of faith. You know, his best friend dies, Lazarus. He goes to the tomb. And it says in the Bible the two most powerful words. Jesus wept. He wept the death of his friend. And when they saw him weeping, the crowd said, see how much he loved him. See how much through these tears he loved him. Friends, if something happened to you and Jesus was here, He would weep. And those who saw would say, see how much he loves you. He loves them. This is the friendship of Jesus in our life. The intimacy of his friendship in what we go through. You know, knowing God like this isn't our analytical mind at work. It's knowing God in the biblical sense. And in the Bible, you know by way of personal intimacy. It's the way one friend knows another. It's why you can know one person so thoroughly And so many people, so incompletely. Because one is an intimate friend. And you share something of a knowledge of one another 
that no one shares. We are his friends. You know, someone said a true friend is someone who has seen us at our worst and still loves us. Jesus has sure done that. (laughs) He sees all this stuff. And he loves us. You know, I I love when he sent and gave the Holy Spirit, when he had this intimate breath blow into the lives of his disciples. It was when they were in a locked room and had just utterly failed him. It was a room or gathering of failure. And he breathed on them. He was intimate with them in their failure. Now, I don't know about you, but (laughs) that's the one place I don't think Jesus is in my life. I just kind of pushed that away. I mean, I just failed. I failed him. How could he be close to me? He is. Because he's a friend like no other. Because his breath comes upon us in our failure. So even in our failure, we can know profoundly, maybe even more so, the intimacy of God in our life, the God of Jesus. Wow, that means all of it, if he can come there. Friends, that changes things. We're not beggars, petitioners, or supplicants before him. We are his friends, and we speak and live and breathe as his friends. And don't say, oh, Deacon John, I'm just not that spiritual. You just talk like this. You were made this way, friends. You were made this way. You were made for God. You were made with a spirit in which he resides in you and longs to fill you. It's who we are and who we remain forever. So let's go there now. Go to him now in your life in breath, and breathe him within. Go to him and abide in him. Just abide in him. Rest in him. And let him abide in you. Go to him as your most intimate friend and walk. All this is for one reason that's in this gospel right here as well. I have told you this so that my joy might be in you and your joy might be complete.
thank you for listening and for sharing the good news with Deacon John, who asks you to come back often and support him by subscribing, by rating the site, and please share our site with others in your circle.